in trouble tonight. Um, but I'm telling you, we're dumber than a bag of rocks. If you have your Bibles this evening, turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 19, beginning in verse 37. Luke chapter 19, beginning in verse 37. I want to show you where rocks are, can be smarter than some people tonight. I'm telling you, I'm going to title this message, Dumber Than a Bag of Rocks. I almost got some rocks to get in here and set up. But they'll do something if your man won't do. They will cry out in praise when man won't. Luke 19, beginning in verse 37 right here. I'm telling you tonight, God wants his, the praises for your benefit too. And we'll get there tonight. Listen right here, Luke 19, beginning in verse 37. And when he was come nigh, even now, at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud, notice this, with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Look, get that. How were they praising? They were praising loudly. I call that some Pentecostal worship right there saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I'll tell you that if, if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Get that. If they shut up, then these rocks is going to start praising. If they hold their peace and close their mouth, these rocks are going to start praising. But yet I'm going to tell you there's people that don't want to open their mouth for God. They don't want to worship and they don't want to praise. And I'm going to preach tonight on the thought dumber than a bag or a box of rocks, however you want to put it. Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, tonight, God, and we lift you up, dear God, and we honor you, Lord, and we praise you, dear God, Lord, and we just exalt you, dear God, tonight, Lord. Lord, I pray for your anointing, and I pray for your spirit, Lord, to be upon me, dear God, tonight, Lord. Uh, Father, we pray for your blessings, O oh God. Uh, pray, Lord, for you to give me the words you would have me to speak, O oh God, tonight, Lord. Uh, Lord, we honor you, Lord, and we give you glory, God, and we give you praise and honor and adoration, O oh God. Uh, Lord, tonight, God, let us realize that our worship can break forth into our circumstance, uh, that our worship can bring forth our miracles, our worship can bring forth our healing tonight, Lord. We give you honor, God. We give you praise, and we give you adoration. In that precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Dumber than a bag of rocks or a box of rocks. At some, either way, we've all heard that statement along the way. We've all heard that phrase along the way. I know I've uttered that phrase before when I've seen things that made me say that had to be dumber than a box of rocks or a bag of rocks right there. Anybody else ever said that? Maybe you even said it about yourself. When you realize what you've done, I know I probably have, and all of a sudden I realize what I did, and I was thinking I had to be, I would make the statement, I had to be dumber than a bag of rocks. Why? This state, usually when that statement is made, is when something, we have done something that was dumb, and we wonder, what in the world was I thinking when I done that? Um, or what was they thinking <laughs> What when they done that? You know, I'm talking to some people in here tonight. Don't tell me you're not guilty of it either because we all are guilty of making that, making that statement about ourselves. I had to be dumber than a bag of rocks in order to do that. Well, even when I look on TV and I see some of the politicians in the news media, I say the statements that they make are dumber than a bag of rocks. And to be honest with you, some of them rocks has got more sense than all of them politicians in D.C. tonight. But even among God's people, we can be dumber than a bag of rocks. Even among God's people, 
I said that we can be dumber than a bag of rocks. Why? How you're saying when we refuse to praise God, when we refuse, when we begin to get silence in our worship, in our adoration towards Jesus. Can I tell you tonight when we allow others or we allow the devil to silence our praise and silence our worship, we can begin to realize that we are dumber than a bag of rocks. Well, let me tell you, Jesus told these Pharisees right here that they told these Pharisees that wanted to rebuke Jesus. They said, told Jesus, rebuke your disciples and all of that for their praise and for their worship, if they will. And Jesus' reply was, well, if they quit, then these rocks, these stones you see right here, they will immediately begin to cry out. Let me tell you tonight, there's a lesson right here. There are some rocks that are smarter than some human beings. There are some rocks that are smarter than some church-going people. There are some rocks that are smarter than some preachers tonight. Because why? Because the rocks know to praise him the rocks know to cry out in adoration and praise before the king of kings and the lord of lords how many in here to know tonight that we are to praise him we are to worship him we ought to give him the best that we got tonight let me tell you I begin to think about this and we miss out because let me tell you what praise to do praise will create a nightmare for the enemy. Oh, did you hear me? The praise will begin to create a nightmare for the enemies. We go back and we see the disciples were praising and the Pharisees wanted them to shut up. We want, we see the Pharisees did not like that. In verse 37, the disciples begin to rejoice and they begin to praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. What it told me about the disciples worship that it was not silent it told me that it could be heard they were being seen they were being heard. I like to call it Pentecostal worship at its best because how many know Pentecostal worship gets lively, if you will. Pentecost, true Pentecostal worship worships in spirit and in truth. And I begin to think about it today that Satan hates the worship of God's people today. Satan hates you to get loud for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you he wants to silence your praise. Well let me tell you about these Pharisees. They were all a little religious but they didn't like the praise. Did you hear me? And they were of the devil and the worship did not set right with the Pharisees. Jesus the disciples were rejoicing. They were praising him. They were giving everything that they had. Oh my Lord I want you to think about that loud voice. That means it was being echoed they were speaking to the bottom of their lung. Oh, my Lord, they were giving praise unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And let me tell you, I begin to think about it. The praise that they were giving was giving Satan a headache. Oh, the old devil didn't like to hear the praise of Jesus Christ. That old devil didn't want to hear somebody singing praise unto the name of the Lord. Let me tell you tonight, that old devil tonight don't want to hear you praising him. That old devil tonight don't want to hear you praising King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let me tell you, there's many that don't like the Pentecostal worship. They say we're crazy. They say we get a little too happy. Well, let me tell you something. When I find the disciples, I find them getting happy right here. I find them getting a little excited. I find them got something one to get excited for tonight. My Lord, we ain't the pros and chosen. But we're the ones that's supposed to be on fire in our praise and worship. Let me tell you, they don't like the praise. The devil don't like the praise. Why do you think the world? It says it's all right to praise a football game. It's all right to get excited when you kill a deer and do this and that. But my Lord, when you go to church, we ought to be like the frozen chosen and like a mortuary. I got news for you tonight. We ain't no mortuary. We serve a risen 
and Savior. We serve a living God. I got someone to get excited for. Let me tell you, if you don't like the way I preach, tough luck. If you don't like me getting happy when I preach, well, that's on you. I got someone to praise him for tonight. I got someone to get excited for tonight. I got someone that deserves my praise tonight. I don't know about you, but I come to give a devil a headache. I'm going to give him a headache with my praise and adoration tonight. My Lord, don't be a dumber than a rock. Let me tell you, the, the devil, old devil, he wants to take your praise tonight. Amen. He wants to take your praise tonight. He wants to take your worship. Because why? Because if he takes the praise, he can run all over you. Hello? You ever thought about it? Satan wants to run all over you. He wants you to be the grass and he's the lawnmower. How do I know this? Because Isaiah 51 and 23. But I will put into thy hand of them that afflict thee, which I have said to thy soul, bow down that we may go over. And I have laid the body as the fold and as the street to them that went over. Right there we're seeing. Satan wants you to lay down. And he wants you to be run over. Oh, let me tell you, that's the reason he throws things at you. If he can get you quiet, he can run over you. If he can get you to quit praising, he can run over you. Did you hear me tonight? This is what the enemy wants to do. He wants the body of Christ to lay down. He wants the church to lay down where he can run over you without resistance. Let me tell you something right now. I believe in standing and standing my ground. Anybody else with me? I don't believe in being a pushover. I don't believe in being run over. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I sure don't believe in letting the devil run over me. I want to create a, I want to give him a headache tonight. Let me tell you, he's going to try to push at you. He's going to try to come your way. He's going to throw things at you. He's going to throw sickness at you. He's going to throw things in your path that will get, want you to shut up in your praise towards Christ. He don't want you worshiping tonight. He don't want you giving God the glory tonight. He wants you to sit back and just go through your motions, but don't open your mouth. Let me tell you, God's given me a mouth to open for his glory tonight. Amen. I got a mouth, and he expects me to praise tonight. Amen. Don't be dumber than a bag of rocks. Don't let them rocks outsmart you. You need to say, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to praise the Lord. No matter what I'm going through, I'm not going to be silent. I'm not going to let no one else silence me. I'm not going to let the neighbor silence me. I'm not going to let my enemy silence me. I'm not going to let Satan silence me. I'm going to praise him no matter what. Oh, my Lord. My Lord, my Lord. Can I tell you tonight, many in the church are allowing the devil to run over them. My gosh, did you hear me? Too many in the church are allowing the devil to run over them. I mentioned it last Sunday night. This is a thought that would go along with it. In the book of Acts, we see God's church running over the devil. But in this generation, we see the devil running over the church. Something ain't right there. I believe it's because we've been silenced. I believe we've laid down at his feet long enough. We bowed down to the enemy for too long. Listen. What I'm telling you tonight is we let others dictate our praise. We're worried about what others has got to think about our praise. Somebody tell their neighbor, I'm not going to let you dictate my praise tonight. I ain't going to let you dictate my praise tonight. If you don't like the way I worship, well, tough luck. I'm not dumber than a bag of rocks tonight. Oh, my Lord, let me tell you what he has done. He has wrapped himself around you. 
and he has squeezed the life out of you like a python spirit will do. Let me tell you, he's choking the life out of some. Oh, let me tell you, if you give up and let your guard down and you throw in the towel, can I tell you what he's going to do? He's going to run right over you. My Lord, we get into these spells. Poor, poor, pitiful me. If everything going my way, I'm just going to shut up and I'm not going to praise no more. Well, you're dumber than a bag of rocks tonight. Did you hear me? Because you're letting the enemy run over you tonight. You're letting the enemy choke you tonight. You're letting the enemy steal what God is getting ready to do in your life. And let me just give you a nugget if you keep praising him. You're going to break his resistance and you're going to break through tonight. I know the enemy has a plan to destroy you. I know the enemy has a plan to silence the body of Christ. But I've come by to tell you tonight that you've got to resist the devil. Oh, what are you saying? People tell me they got these problems. They got these problems. Well, I give them one verse. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he shall flee. But people don't know how to do it. Amen? They don't want to do it. They don't want to submit themselves to God. And they don't want to resist the devil. I'm going to tell you tonight, we're going to have to resist the devil. You're going to have to resist the devil. You're going to have to resist that plan he has to destroy you. See, I'm telling you tonight, you're going to have to resist the worry and the fear that comes your way. Amen. Everybody's worried about this and everybody's worried about that. You need to stop it right now. Quit worrying about something you can't change. Fear's a powerful spirit and we'll get there one Wednesday night. But we got to resist that worry. Did you hear me? I dare you to say we've got to resist the pain that comes our way. I say we got to resist the sickness that Satan would throw at us. Amen. Amen. Oh, let me tell you, he'll throw these things at you to shut you up. Don't be dumber than a bag of rocks tonight. I'm telling you, he's doing more. He's stopping what God is wanting, trying to stop what God is wanting to do. But people are dumber than a bag of rocks. When things go wrong, they get out of the church. They run from God instead of running to him. Let me tell you what God said. It's time for the body to run to him tonight. Let me tell you, resist the devil and he shall flee. You see, Satan wants to run over you. But let me tell you how you give the devil a headache. Let me tell you how you give the devil a nightmare, if you will. Let me tell you, when you're sick, I'm going to praise him anyway. When I'm troubled, I'm going to praise him anyway. When I'm down and I'm depressed, I'm going to praise him anyway. When I've got problems, I'm going to praise him anyway. I'm not going to be dumber than a bag of rocks and be like he haw, goom, doom, despair, and agony on me. I'm going to sing praises unto the King of kings. Satan, you may throw things, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I will sing praises unto Jesus tonight. Resist. We resist him through our praise. He gets confused. You can confuse the devil tonight. When everything's going your way, it's easy to praise him. He ain't going to get confused that way. But when everything's going wrong and you're still praising He'll get confused. He'll get confused. He'll say, I throwed everything, but they're still praising. You know, when I look at the life of Job, he praised him through everything. When his children died, he praised him. Hello? The devil took a lot from me, but he didn't steal his praise. Did you hear me? Didn't steal his faith. The devil attacked him with sickness, but he was worshiping anyway. My Lord, that's what you call giving the devil a nightmare. Anybody in here like to give people nightmares? I want to give the devil a nightmare tonight. I'm going to resist his things that's throwing it my way. 
I'm going to resist him through praise tonight. He says, I'm not shutting up. You see that old devil? These Pharisees represent the devil. They want you to shut up tonight. They don't want to hear your praise. Oh, Lord, you don't want me to tell you how to disturb a bunch of devils. Can I tell you how to disturb the devils? Get started praising, start worshiping, and get in the spirit of God. And let me tell you, you'll disturb some devils. How many know that? People don't like Pentecostal worship because we're disturbing the devil. Hello? There's attack on Pentecost because our worship, it may not be as dignified of them, but I'm worshiping in spirit and in truth. Amen? That's how we resist him. But when the devil can get us to the point it says, I'm throwing in my praise, I'm throwing in my worship, he's run over us. Sadly, many people don't even resist him. They just throw in the towel, wave the white flag, saying, I'm giving up. I'm giving up. He tell you right now, if you're going to resist the devil, you're going to have to praise him tonight. You're sick, you're going to have to praise him, whether you feel like it or not. You got troubles, you need to praise him, whether you feel like it or not. Let me tell you, about the people say, well, I just don't feel like it. You don't know what's going my way. <laughs> well, let me give you an example. If you think that you got it bad, let me tell you about Paul and Silas a little bit. They were beaten. They were jailed. But at midnight, they were praying and praising God. My Lord, today we get an in-chrome toenail. And we can't praise him. We have a little bit of trouble. And we can't praise him. My Lord, I don't think some of you could have made it in biblical times. Amen? Some couldn't make it in that times. Some couldn't have went through the things Paul and Silas went through. Listen, at midnight, listen, they were, let me tell you, there weren't no antiseptics for them at that time. Like we got today. The jail they was in was not like they got today. You got on that floor, just a hard floor ground. It had species and rats all over it. Amen. It wasn't no, it wasn't, it wasn't sanitary. I'll tell you that right now. But at midnight, I'm telling you that, that I take a beating, you'll find out the pain you were in. But yet at midnight, they were praying and they were praising. <coughs> I guarantee you the devil. Was getting, a night, was getting a headache. Amen. I guarantee you they were giving the devil a nightmare. I like what Jensen Franklin had to say. If they could not sleep, neither was the devil going to get any rest. I know that's a figurative statement, but devil, you ain't going to give me no rest. I'm not going to give you no rest either. Amen. That's what Jensen was saying right there. Let me tell you. We know what happened right there, that God brought an earthquake, God quake. I call it a God quake. And I'm telling you right now, he brought a God quake to that jailhouse when they were praising and appraising. Let me tell you, all of heaven shook. The Holy Ghost began to shake there, and it shook that foundation of that jail. Let me remind you, it's not recorded that it struck any other building in that city. But just that jail cell. See, what I begin to think about this, Satan wants you to stop praising. He wants you to stop worshiping because there's one thing I'm going to tell you right now. He knows, and I believe he knows, yes. And you need to get this through your mind. Your praise can break your circumstances. See, what praise does, it brings God into the circumstances. I got news for you. Whining, groaning, and complaining ain't going to break, break it. Did you hear? Blaming ain't going to bring break it. We talk about how bad we got it, but how much have you praised him? Let me tell you, you can talk about how bad you got it, but it ain't going to bring God into the circumstances. What's going to bring God into the circumstance is your praise. 
This is what brought God into the circumstance in Acts 16. When they were praising and worshiping, that's when God sent that quake to shake the very the jail cells and to loosen them, the bands of everyone in there. Do you see that tonight? To tell you what happened. God, Paul and Silas brought God into their circumstance through prayer and praise. They were broken. They were out of darkness. They were beating. And let me tell you, they were out in darkness. They had been beaten. But let me tell you, they, they begin to praise. Then in a dark room, let me tell you, being beaten. And it looked bad. But they begin to praise. And let me tell you what began to happen as they begin to praise. Prison doors were open. Oh, Rabbatatatea. God began to show me what those prison doors represents. It represents something that's holding you down. It represents fears. It represents sickness. It represents anything that keeps you captive tonight that brings you down. What are you telling me? I'm telling you, you need to praise Him despite your circumstance. Because when you begin to praise Him, He's going to break open up those doors and He's going to loose you from those things that's been holding you captive. Let me tell you, they are those that are bound with the spirit of fear, they are those that are bound with sickness but when you begin to really I said don't I'm not talking about just going through oh praise you Jesus there's a difference between half-hearted praise and when you get into the spirit how many know there's a difference between I shouldn't even have to coach you to praise the Lord around here it ought to come natural to you. But there's a difference between praise you Jesus and getting worshiping and in spirit and in truth. The Lord showed me, said when they begin to really begin to worship in spirit and truth like Paul and Silas, he said, then I'll open the prison doors. When they can worship, when they've been beaten and battered and it's been all bad around them, and they can worship in their circumstance. Then I'll open that thing that's been holding them captive and set them free. I'm talking about getting lost in the Spirit. I'm talking about when you ain't focused on anything around you but God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what it's like to get lost in the Holy Ghost? I'm talking about lost. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. But when you get truly lost in the Holy Ghost, you, you, hours will move forward. My Lord, I feel a little drunk on the Holy Ghost tonight. Staggering around a little bit. It's all right. Sister Norma Jean got it out here in the front yard when we had a service. They had to carry her out of here. I'd rather be drunk on the Holy Ghost than anything the world's got to offer. <laughs> My Lord, I'm talking about when we get our mind, when we get lost in the Holy Ghost, you ain't thinking about time. You ain't thinking about the football game. You ain't thinking about the dinner. You ain't thinking about the problem. All you're thinking about is God. We don't, this generation don't know how to worship. This generation don't know how to praise like the old generation does. We're so in a hurry to get out of here. Some are so more worried about getting a little attention than they are getting a breakthrough. I got a little joke. It says, God, don't heal me because I don't want to lose my benefits. I seen that little cartoon and I like it. And there's a lot of people says, God, don't touch me because I'll lose that. Let me tell you, this generation don't know how to praise. They don't know what it means to get lost in the presence of God. But the disciples did. They were with him and saw the mighty works. Saw the miracles. Oh, Lord, tonight I'm telling you, there's people that are chained by prison doors. How many know what a prison door keep does? Keeps you bound up. You're not free. Let me tell you tonight. Sickness is like that. 
Hello. I'll give you a little nut on sickness. God's the healer. I believe in divine healing. But divine healing is really just a temporary solution until we get to heaven. I believe but there's people that are behind prison doors that are bound by the spirit of fear and worry. You're captive. You need to learn how to worship when you're in prison. Did you hear me? Somebody needs to write that down. I need to learn how to worship when I'm in prison. When I got a prison door that's holding me down. I'm not talking about being over at Franklin County Jail. I'm talking about prison doors like worry, fear, sickness, problems. You need to learn how to worship when you're behind those doors. You see, when you're behind those doors, that's the time Satan has his chance to silence you. And as long as he's got you silenced, he'll keep you captive. Did you hear me? Somebody needs to learn how this church, people in this church need to learn how to worship. I'm not talking about choreographing. I'm talking about worshiping in spirit and the truth and letting, just letting God have his way. I'm not talking about being taught by man. I'm talking about letting it come from the heart. Giving him everything. My Lord, some of you I know are behind these prison doors. And you want to know why God ain't moved because you ain't begin to worship like God wants you to worship. You ain't begin to praise in spirit and truth while you're behind the prison doors. Uh-oh. Am, am I telling the truth tonight? What do we do when we're behind prison doors? We get satisfied there. We get satisfied there. Well, here I am. Bring me my three meals a day. Probably didn't get in Paul and Silas' time like that. I'm just happy here, being bound up. He's got me now. What am I going to do? Oh, boom, despair and agony on me. If it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Whoa! That's not praise behind the prison door. That's pity. That's giving in to what the devil wants. You'd be dumber than a rock. Because when you begin to praise, that's when God's going to loosen the prison doors. I said that's when God will begin to loosen the prison doors. It's when Paul and Silas were behind the prison doors. And they were worshiping. They began to work praise. And that's when God began to open. See, not only did God open the door. I am convinced of this, and I believe God showed me this. When the church begins to worship in the spirit and the truth, people are going to take notice, and there's going to be people saved. How many know revival broke out after that? Hello, here's your nuggets for revival in your household. Let God be God, and you begin to worship, and let him open prison doors, and it will open. It will bring people to Christ. Amen. My Lord, but the devil would have us to shut up. Many in the body of Christ have allowed the devil to keep them up at night with fear and torment. But I want you to know tonight that Satan is a liar. Fear is torment. I want you to know right now quickly, if Satan could have done it to you on day one, he would have. But if he ain't done it, he ain't going to. Amen. Let me tell you, but it's time we turn that around. And it's time we keep the devil up and we torment the devil. I may be behind prison doors, but I'm going to praise you anyway. I may be going through sickness. I'm going to praise you anyway. I may be battling fear. I'm going to praise you anyway. 
let me tell you, we can't allow the devil to silence us tonight. Did you hear me? I say when one does not praise, when one begins to shut up on their worship, one becomes dumber than a pile bag of rocks. Hello? I'm just on page two. Give me a little while tonight. Because I'm going to tell you the rocks know what they should do. But even though we human beings may know what we should do, many times we don't. Listen, well, I don't feel like it. Your praise ain't based on your feelings. Hello? Praise ain't feeling. Praise ain't based on how you feel. There's times I don't feel like preaching, but I get up here anyway. It ain't based on how I feel. It's based on faith. It's based on who I serve. Amen? What do I have to praise him to it for? Heard this thing. I got this going wrong and I got that going wrong. Well, let me tell you, your praise ain't based on the condition you're in at this time. Your praise is based on who he is. You begin to praise him in those conditions, he'll bring you out of them. Listen. Praise him whether you're in the valley. That's point one. Give me a little while tonight. Praise him whether you're in the valley or whether you're on the mountain. I think many, we miss many times something about praise we don't understand. I think we forget that praise is a weapon. Some don't understand it. Some people just need to let a hallelujah go out of them. Some people just need to have the Holy Ghost shout and fit and let God have his way in their life. Why? Because praise will bring your deliverance. Praise will bring your victory. When there seems to be no way, one begins to praise. It will make a way when it seems to be no way. Give you a little nugget. Go read the story about Jehoshaphat, 2 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 20, chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Read what God told him to do. Worship. Praise. And God sent ambushments against the enemy. They killed their own self. See, let me tell you what praise does. It gets your mind off the problem and gets them on the problem solver. As long as I look at the problem, I cannot focus on the problem solver. But when I begin to praise, I'm not looking at the problem. I'm looking at the problem solver. When I get into spirit, I'm looking at God, and it builds my faith to receive. Sometimes, let me tell you, we're going to go through valleys. We're not all, every day is not going to be a mountaintop experience. I wish it was. Amen? Sometimes we're going to go through valleys. See, the valley represents the rough patch. It represents the trying times, the tough times. Well, there ain't one in the Bible that has escaped those times. David, in his life, experienced some things. He was ridiculed, and he was rejected by his older brothers. King Saul hunted him and sought to kill him. His own children turned on him and sought to take his throne. Did you hear me? What it tells me, no matter who you are, we're going to have valleys that we walk through. Some people think, let me tell you something about the valley. The valleys don't go, over, go quick overnight. David went through this for years. Did you hear me? We're going to walk through valleys and we're going to have mountaintop times. We're going to have good times and we're going to have bad times. But listen, whether we're having a good time or whether we're having a bad time, don't be dumber than a bag of rocks. You continue to praise him. If you're in the valley, you need to praise him in the valley. You're on the mountain, you need to praise him on the mountain. Let me tell you, the devil wants to silence your praise. Let me tell you, if you don't praise, he'll get these rocks in this parking lot and on this property to cry out. This yard lot ain't as rocky as the yard down in Robbinsville. 
My Lord, you ain't seen rocks you got in my yard in Robbinsville. We had biggins on the side of the mountains. We had everything right there. You couldn't dig for rocks all over that place. But every one of them rocks would cry out in praise. Wasn't you little stone? These were them mountain rocks. Oh, let me tell you, if you don't want to praise, then Jesus said the rocks will immediately cry out in your place. They know what to do. Let me tell you about the, don't you be dumber than a bag of rocks. You praise him tonight. You worship him tonight. Oh, let me tell you, I remind you about those rocks. I thought about those rocks. How many know those rocks stay out in the elements? That means they're rained on. They're walked on. They're thrown. They're shined on. They're run over on. But yet they'll still praise. There's your lesson from a rock. You don't think you can learn nothing from a rock? Well, let me tell you, here's your little lesson. They can be thrown on, thrown. They can be walked on. They're out in all the elements of the weather. Be run over, but they'll still praise. Ain't that a lesson for you today? What are you saying? I'm saying the rock's smarter than some people. Because no matter what happens to them, they'll still praise him. <laughs> Let me tell you. That, that ought to tell you something right there. No matter what happens, they'll still praise him. No matter the condition they experience, no matter how many people walks on them, no matter if he throws them, no matter what happens, they'll still cry out and praise. How many people will do that? You let one person do something wrong, they never You let one little raindrop or storm happen to Well, I don't think I deserve this, God. I've done all this for you. Who in the world do you think you are? God, I don't deserve this. I've done this for you. I'm asking you, who do you think you are? You ain't no better than Jesus. You ain't no better than Paul. You ain't no better than Daniel. You ain't no better than Job. Did you hear me? You ain't no better than Joseph. They all went through trying times. But they still chose to praise him. Who do you think you are when you don't think you deserve it? You have to go through these things. Who died and made you queen or king or whatever? Some may think it, but I got news for you. You're not. Some may think the sun rises and sets on them. You're wrong. The sun rises and the sun sets on the S-O-N. Some may think the earth revolves around you. You're crazy. You think that. Who are you? Don't let the rocks be smarter. Let, don't let them steal your praise. Don't let them have your praise. You worship tonight. There's a saying, and I believe this is true. I was reading this in Jensen Franklin's book about Python. Whatever dom dominates your mind in the morning, in the evening, is always tells you the kind of life you're going to have. Whatever you let to dominate this right here tells you what kind of life you're going to have. Let me tell you, if I let the devil torment me, I'm going to live a life of torment. But if I let the peace of God get in here, renew my mind, I'm going to live a peaceful life. I have a peace that suppresses all understanding. We can't let the enemy worry us with his threats. Did you hear me? No matter how big and bad they may seem. So what you're saying, I'm telling you tonight, let your praise be known in the valley. Because when you begin to praise You're going to let God be known when you're in the valley. You see, they begin to praise right here. And Jesus was being known. Psalm 76 and 1. In Judah is God. Know his name is great in Israel. I want to give you a little Bible trivia question. Anybody know what the name Judah means? What does the name Judah mean? It means praise. Judah means praise. So if you want to take this and put it what the main Judah means, it means in praise is God. His name is great in Israel. 
Judah's name means praise. You can Google that and you do whatever. But that's what it means. Praise. Judah means praise. Oh, what are you saying? Your praise will want one to cause him to know who this God is. Did you hear me? When you're in the valley and you're praising, somebody's going to want to know who God is. It's going to make it known that you're the servant of the Most High God. Did you hear me? Listen. Think about it. Let's talk about food right here for a minute. You find a restaurant that you like real good. My Lord, they got good food. Amen. Anywhere that's got a good steak's good to me. Amen. Let's see, I got somebody with me. They got a good steak, and if they get, when I was down at Shoney's in uh, Franklin a couple weeks ago, I told the girl with the baked potato, it's still with me, I said, I want plenty of butter. Forget the sour cream. I just want a butter. She brought me a bowl full of butter. I'll remember that. Where I could pull over a baked potato. I like butter on a baked potato. And salt and pepper. My Lord, it was a good steak. And that potato, that butter, let's set that potato right off. Let me tell you, how many know if you find a good restaurant? You're going to tell, how good, you're going to tell others how good that place is. You're going to tell others how good and great their food is because you like that restaurant. It ain't going to be long. Somebody's going to be wanting to go there and try that. You, tell, you talk talking to me about a restaurant. You say you want to go. You better take me or I'm going to hold it against you. <laughs> you start bringing good food, got a good steak, you better already have the preacher's reservations made. <laughs> But it ain't long, seriously. You hear somebody talking about a good restaurant, you'll be wanting to go there, won't you? Recommendation. Because they talked about it. What do you think the world's going to want to hear? Experience when you start talking about how good God's been. When you begin to worship. Amen. And you begin to praise Him. You know, your praise, when people can hear your praise, it's recommending God to others. It's telling people how good God is. No matter what I'm going through, I'm going to praise Him anyway. You see, Sister Marcia, you can get ready to come. Our praise will make God known to this world. I'm not scared to mention Jesus in public. I'm not ashamed of Him. I want to make Him known. Anybody else with me? Praise Him. Amen. Listen, our praise will tell the enemy how big our God is. See, when we whine and complain, we're telling everybody how big our problem is. But our praise tells how big our God is. It tells our enemy. It tells our problem how big our God is. Our praise will also tell us that we've already got the victory. <laughs> Amen. Today, church, I'm going to challenge you. Do not let a bag of rocks be smarter than you. Don't you be dumber than a bag of rocks. You praise him. Did you hear me? No matter what, make his name known. Make his name known. That's the reason I got up on this rooftop a couple times. To make his name known. Amen. Amen. I'm not a scared shame to scream Jesus from the top of my lungs. I want his name to be known. Amen. Jesus. My Lord tonight. I don't know about you, but I'm I don't want to be dumber than a box of rocks or a bag of rocks tonight. If you want to be reminded of this, here's what I'll tell you to do. I should have got some of these kids to bring out a bunch of rocks. I should have had, had them fixed up and should have sent a rock home with you to put on the shelf to remind you to say, don't be dumber than I am. That's what you need to do. Don't let me be dumber than this bag of rocks on this because these rocks know when to praise him. 
no matter what they go through, no matter the elements they experience, they know to praise him immediately. What about you? I want you to know tonight that praise is commended through his people. See, tonight I'm going to, Psalms 146, 1 and 2. Praise you, the Lord. Praise the Lord on my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God. While I have any being, Psalms 147, 1 through 6. 147, verse 1 first. Praise you, the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant, and praise is calmly. What it means is it'll it'll get worry and fear off of you. It calms you down. Praise and worship will calm you down. Psalms 148. This is 1 through 6 right here. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye from all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. And praise ye him, all the stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heaven, and you waters that be above the heavens. Let them that praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded it, and they were created. He had also established them forever and ever, and he has made a decree which shall not pass. Let everything that have breath praise you, the Lord. I want to tell you, some of you are behind jail cells walls tonight. You're behind prison door walls tonight. And I'm telling you tonight, God said, if you learn to praise him behind there, he'll break, he'll open those doors. He'll set you free. Marcy, I want you to get a good praise and worship song on. Because here's what we're going to do tonight. You can stand in here tonight. Everyone standing in here tonight. I want a fast beat song. Something upbeat. Because I'm telling you tonight, God wants his people to praise him. You can get up here, you can stand up here, you can sit where you're at, but if you're behind prison doors tonight, and I'm telling you whether you are or whether you're not, you need to learn to worship. Get your mind off everything else and get lost in the Spirit and begin to praise Him. Say, Lord, I'm going to praise Him no matter what. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm going to praise Him. As she begins to praise and sing, I want you to praise him. I want you to praise him. I want him, everyone in here, to praise. God's going to deliver you tonight. Lift your hands towards heaven. Lift your hands towards heaven. And say, God, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to exalt your name. I'm not going to be dumber than a bag of rocks. How bent the elements has been run over me. But you, I know, God, you're still God. Praise the Lord, all you people. Somebody needs to let loose. Let loose. Let loose. Let loose. Quit worrying about your neighbor. There's one. There's one. There's others. 